Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm Russell Mills, and this is KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. Women make up a little more than half of the population in Oklahoma, in the U.S., in the world. But at least here in Oklahoma, our legislatures, county commissions, state and federal offices remain largely dominated by men. Recently, a political action committee formed in Oklahoma to address that issue. It will focus on identifying conservative women who want to run for office but don't because of a lack of funding or perhaps a lack of confidence. Here's my conversation with former Oklahoma Speaker Pro Tem Lee Denny. Here's our conversation about Power Pack. It was recorded March 23rd of 2021. Thanks for listening. don't mind um, just spell your name for me first and last and tell me how you would like me to refer to you as you know activist uh, politician what however you, whatever title you want me to use oh wow how about just lee <laughs> we well, can go uh, with just lee l-e-e denny d-e-n-n-e-y and uh, i'm not really a politician anymore so i guess i'm a veterinarian and i um, I guess I'm just, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, former, just, former uh, politician. I mean, we can say that, you know, we can talk a little bit about what you, how you got involved in all this in the first place. And, and you know what, why don't we just okay. start there? Um, I just say former house member. Right. And speaker pro Tim. Okay, so that's that's not nothing, <laughs> right? Okay, and and look, as a as a female, and and this was a few years back. I'm not sure exactly when you served in that capacity, but that I'm guessing then as now, women were a solid minority in the Oklahoma House of Representatives as they are in the Senate, and uh, that has not changed. And that is kind of why we're talking today. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, When I was in the House, uh, we were 13% of the House. And uh, so that's, you know, there's 101 House members. So we were basically 13 women. And that's a mix of both Republicans and Democrats. So not very many of us. And I don't think that ratio has improved all that much, has it? Uh, It's improved a little bit. Um, now that there's a 33 women split between the state house and the state senate, so it's the numbers are improving, but not where we would like them to be. Um, you know, women are half of the population, and so we would like to see more parity in the numbers of representation, both um, at the state level, at, on county commissions, uh, on city commissions, school boards, and in Congress. And it sounds to me like you're doing, um, well, I don't know if, you, if this is a nonpartisan approach, just any women, or are you focusing more on Republican women, or how, how are you 
approaching this? Uh, in this case, we're actually con- uh, concentrating on conservative women, and so that leans more towards the Republican Party, of course. Um, when I ran for office, there were plenty of uh, national PACs that were supporting Democrat women. So this is an, a new way to support conservative women and get conservative women to the table. Okay, and so you started a PAC or, or a member of this PAC called POWER? Uh, promoting yes, uh, Oklahoma women in elections and representation. And and when when did you take this on? And maybe tell us a little bit about why. You know, I would love to say it was my brainchild. I cannot say that. Uh, there's some uh, conservative women in Oklahoma City that came up with this, and they have a, they put together a board of directors, and I was asked to be on the board of directors. And it's basically because women aren't running. And we know when more women run, it leads to, of course, more women will win. And so we felt like there was an avenue to support conservative women and get them to the table. And we feel like uh, the reason they don't is because um, they don't have maybe the confidence or the financial backing. So we've started this PAC to basically give them some financial support and also connect them with former and current elected officials that are female that can uh, give them the confidence they need to put themselves out there and uh, and actually run for office and, of course, get elected. Well, one thing for sure, you can't get elected if you don't run. So that's, you know, it's cart yes. before the horse, right? First, you got to get folks excited it about is. it. And, uh, you know, when I speak to women in rural parts of the state, uh, they're very hesitant to put themselves out there. They don't feel like they're qualified. And basically, it's a confidence thing. They don't have uh, the network behind them to give the confidence to uh, put themselves out there. But we know that when they do and when they step out there, uh, oftentimes they are extremely successful. But they also need the financial support. And we feel like at a grassroots effort that we can support them and we can create a network where we will be electing smart, strong, conservative women. All right. So how do you go about doing that? What is the strategy? Uh, just, you know, go to town to town and, and hold meetings at the library? Or do you get on social media and reach out to people that way? Do you go to, uh, I don't know, party caucus meetings? Like, how do you do this? You know, that's a great question, Russell, and I appreciate it. The first thing we're doing is starting a PAC. And, you know, PACs are political action committees, and they're designed uh, to raise money, and they usually have a focus, and our focus is strong, conservative women. And through this PAC, we uh, have a board of directors that have a financial interest in this PAC. They plan on uh, donating money, and then we're asking people to join us as members with a membership dues. And as we uh, get some funds and we build up a funding stream, we can help target uh, women all across the state that may be interested in running. Now, we have women in office now, and we plan to hold events that are member only and invite uh, other women to uh, meet our leaders, our current leaders, and perhaps some former leaders. And then that is where you build the confidence, where younger women or somebody even, I mean, women all across, women all ages all across the state can see, well, you know, if that person can do this, I identify with that leader, I'm going to think about this. I mean, that's actually how I got started in politics. Um, just uh, seeing other, a few other women, I was a campaign manager for a friend of mine and saying, well, 
if she can step out there, perhaps I can step out there too. Got to got to have a role model, something to to right. to look up to and, and to build a foundation for you. So you were um, among those role models. You were among the folks who were sort of pioneering this in the state. Um, and then we we elected a, a female governor. Um, we did Governor Fallon, and that was, I believe, the first female governor of Oklahoma. But and we're just now starting to see you know, more female governors around the country, but Oklahoma was fairly early in the curve on that one, yeah? Fairly early, and I was fortunate enough to be in the legislature under Governor Fallon's tenure, and I enjoyed working with her, and she was a great leader. And she had some tough times economically, and uh, she forged ahead and did a great job. She made tough decisions and stood in the gap when we were having tough economic times, and it was an honor to serve with her. So where are we at in this process? How how long have you had the pack going, or is it still in the process of being formed and organized? Um, I would say we've given birth. Uh, yeah. As of the 1st of March, we, we went live with it. We have a, a nine-female member board, and we are... Uh, we are on Facebook. We've put out uh, an opinion in the Tulsa world. We've uh, uh, given an article to um, the Frontier magazine. And so we are encouraging women that believe in strong, conservative female leadership to join us and join us in this. We're starting in a non-election year. I think that's wise. 2022 will be a statewide election year. So we'll have possible candidates for the governor, possible candidates for uh, the other statewide seats, as well as all the House of Representatives will have races and half of the Senate will have races. So we're gearing up now to uh, build a financial base that as these female leaders come forth, we'll be able to support them. Okay, so you've got a a female uh, board, you've got um, your supporting female candidates are males allowed to become members of the pack or absolutely absolutely and i hope they will um i think anyone who um, has worked with female conservative leaders knows that they certainly uh, have a place in the house and the senate as well as the governor's mansion not not to say anything against the current governor but uh you know we have a place Uh, we have a place in congress in both the uh House of Representatives in D.C., as well as the Senate. And hopefully, wouldn't it be great if the first president from Oklahoma was a woman? That would be awesome. But wouldn't, I would not have a problem with that personally. And, and I will tell you just, you know, off, off the cuff, some of uh, the governmental leaders, some of the world leaders who have fared the very best during this last year were female leaders. And we have certainly seen some conservative women who really made a mark. Um, I'm thinking of uh, Margaret Thatcher right off the top of my head. That you know Absolutely. was a was a international figure for conservatism yes. and for you know female. Well, how how would I put this? Ability to lead. Well, because, female ability and also a female role model. She's right. an excellent role model. Well, listen, um, I appreciate your time very much and, and want to thank you for doing this. I'm, I'm probably going to write this up for, what is today, Monday? Probably for Wednesday morning. I don't know yet for sure. But um, is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up or anything I should have asked you and, you know, stupidly didn't? 
No, I, I'm very appreciative that you've done that. We have given uh, four endorsements so far, and I certainly want to mention those. Um, of course, we've come out and supported Stephanie Bice, our new con- congresswoman from District 5. And I might add that she is only the fourth woman to ever serve in the House of Representatives. Uh, you know, back in the 1920s, we had Alice Mary Robertson. She was the first woman. And then we went a long time until uh, Governor Fallon served. Um, and then, of course, Kendra Horn has served and now Stephanie Bice. And we've never had a woman from Oklahoma serve in the Senate. So that's huge. We did support Jessica Garvin in her Senate uh, in her Senate seat race. And we supported Tammy Tammy West in the House District, and then we supported Angela Marcy, who's a district attorney out in District 2. So this isn't just for the Oklahoma legislature. We want to see more women uh, run for uh, district attorney, uh, judges, county commissioners, mayors, things like that. We're going to support women in partisan races across the state. And that would include, you know, attorney general, secretary of state. There's a lot yes. of different, a lot of different seats. In, in... All the statewide offices, uh, the secretary of state, labor commissioner. Well, secretary of state is selected by That's the right. governor. So that one will not be uh, voted on. But the um, superintendent for public instruction, the insurance commissioner, labor commissioner, um, all those different statewide races that are held every year, as you said, attorney general and such as that. So uh, we want to. Yeah. Uh, give women the confidence to run and the financial support to possibly win. All right. Interesting stuff. And I really do appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. You've been listening to KRMG In-Depth, the podcast. I'm always looking for stories about the people, places, and politics of Oklahoma. I'm easy to find on Facebook, or you can always email me and the entire KRMG news team, The email address is news at krmg.com. I'm Russell Mills. Thanks for the listen. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.